Welcome to the Vibe Living Podcast, a podcast that talks about topics for women over 40. You know, that time of your life that many call midlife. That time of life when you can really vibe, be vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerge. Join me, Linus Woods Mullen, certified holistic living and wellness expert for women over 40, as I talk about a variety of topics that address the wellness of the mind, body, and spirit for women over 40. Remember, midlife doesn't mean no life. Midlife is an opportunity to increase your self-love, your self-care, and your self-worth. It's your time to be vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerged. It's your time to vibe. So come on, let's vibe. Everybody, it's Lennis, and welcome, welcome to the Vibe Living Podcast. We're doing an experiment. Normally, when I do the Vibe Living Podcast, it is just me, and I'm just talking to a microphone. But today, we're going to be doing the, the Vibe Living Podcast, streaming to all throughout Facebook and YouTube. So this is going to be live and exciting. I am really excited, but first, I digress. I'm Linus Woods-Mullins, and I am your holistic living and wellness expert for women over 40. And I specialize in helping women to be well in their mind, body, and spirit through holistic practices, fitness, spiritual renewal, and nutrition. I've been doing this for 12 years exclusively online, and I cannot tell you how excited I am to see so many of my midlife sisters taking advantage of networking and supporting each other online. Today I wanted to do something that I've just been noticing in my Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond group and also in my Vibe Series group that so many of us have questions about menopause. In fact, some of the questions that I'm seeing, I want to say, honey, you're just in menopause. Ain't nothing wrong with you, you're just menopause. But I realize that it feels like things are going wrong. And sometimes it just needs you just need a little bit of reinforcement to let you know that this too shall pass and there are things you can do besides getting something cut off or having to drop a bunch of pills. I'm just saying, you don't have to necessarily go that way. So I have with us today some wonderful experts in the field of menopause and I'm just excited to have them. These women happen to belong to my Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond group. And I asked one day, I said, listen, I need some experts on menopause. Anybody interested? And these ladies heeded the call. So I'm really excited. I'm going to bring them on right now. We have with us Erin uh, Walker, Dr. Romina Tahiri, Kelly Page, Barbara, and Krista. Hello, ladies. Hello. It's wonderful to see you. Thank, first of all, thank you so much for taking the time out to uh, spend some time with our other maybe soon-to-be menopausal sisters. I don't know if they're pre-post during menopause, but somewhere in their schedule will be something that feels like menopause for sure. So I thought this would be a good time come together and just talk a little bit about menopause and what it is, what it is, what it isn't. Rip off the band-aid of everybody not talking about it and just expose our soft underbellies and talk about menopause and do it with mojo because it's nothing to be afraid of. In fact, let me tell you, it could be something to celebrate. Let's face it, you can have sex and not get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the things. <laughs> 
<laughs> so anyway, let me ask each one of you to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about you, and then we'll just get started into asking some menopause mode questions. So I'll start with Erin Walker. Erin, introduce yourself, please. Thanks, Linus. Hi, everybody. My name is Erin Walker. I am uh, a wife, a mom of four boys, and a certified integrative nutritional health coach and bioenergetics practitioner located in the Atlanta, Georgia area. Um, I graduated from the University of North Florida with a degree in community health education and the Energetics Wellness School of Naturopathy, where I learned the practice of biofeedback assessment and energetic balancing. And then finally, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, where I learned coaching methods, practical lifestyle management techniques, and tons of dietary theories. And I launched my brand, Body Love Wellness, which is dedicated to women's wellness uh, through integrative uh, coaching resources and techniques. And I'm really happy to be here. Thank you, Erin. And I want to make sure I'm saying this right. Dr. Romina Tahiri. Romina, yes. Romina, okay. Thank you so much. Please introduce yourself. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Linus, uh, for having me. And I'm very glad to be here. So I am a doctor in traditional Chinese medicine, and I, my background is in psychology and microbiology, but uh, I've studied Chinese medicine, and since 2009, I've been teaching and practicing. And then uh, just recently, I decided to convert everything to online, uh, and I'm providing telehealth sessions, which is basically one-on-one -on -one consultations for women and uh, helping them overcome their emotional and physical problems. Fantastic. Well, we're lucky to have you here. Thank you so much. And thank we'll you. Next, uh, Kelly Page. Hi, I am Kelly Page. I'm a transformational health and nutrition coach for women over 40. And I like to say that I help women feel lighter in their mind and body because sometimes it just feels like the older we get, the more weighed down we feel physically, mentally, emotionally. So I work with women to help them drop weight and reduce stress so they can have more energy and greater balance. So you can show up with more confidence and just feel stronger and healthier no matter your age. Thank you so much. And you're absolutely right about that. I believe we can do that no matter what. And Barbara McClure, please introduce yourself. Yes. Um, I'm a registered nurse. I'm a mother, a grandmother, a great-grandmother. So I've been through the journey. So now I'm a daughter's through the journey. So anyway, um, I have a medical wellness center in uh, Snellville, Georgia, outside of Atlanta. And I combine with a physician, uh, Dr. Lenz, and we practice functional medicine. And uh, so that means a kind of a combination of traditional and non-traditional. Um, we both support women uh, through menopause. I have a passion for supporting women. And <clears throat> so we use uh, things like um, bioidentical hormone replacement and nutrition, exercise, and all that combined together. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. And last but not least, Krista, please introduce yourself. Hi. So my name is Krista, and I'm from El Paso, Texas, 49 years old. I'm a mom, and I'm a nana. I have three children and three, gra uh, three grandchildren. Um, I'm a group fitness instructor, and I'm a business owner with a health and wellness company. 
Fantastic. Well, welcome to all of you. The thing I love about this group is very diverse. I think we have all ages represented in the conundrum in terms of of when it might happen for you for menopause. And we all come from diverse backgrounds. So let's get started because I really want to talk about menopause mojo and some midlife hacks that we can do that can help us vibe even during menopause. For those of you who are listening, if you have any questions, go ahead and type them in the comments. And I will take a look at them and see what those questions ask. I've already decided that no matter what happens, we're going to do this again. So if we can't get to your questions this time, we'll do it next time. We'll have about an hour. So let's get started. Okay, my first, I asked all of you, if you could give us maybe one what I call midlife hack um, around menopause mojo that you think could help women, one that perhaps they may not know about, uh, one that's based upon your level of expertise and your experience when it comes to working with women and all the different things that they deal with when they're in the midst of their menopause mojo. So we'll start with you, Erin. Uh, well, it's hard to pick just one, but um, if I have to think about uh, the one that personally has been most resonant for me, it's take care of your adrenals, please. Um, we hear a lot about estrogen declining um, as we head into perimenopause and then eventually menopause, but we hear less about how important um, adequate levels of progesterone as well as DHEA and testosterone um, are as well. And we also hear less about the bio biology behind why all of those hormones are um, significant in the journey and transition um, through perimenopause and menopause. And really the body was made in short um, it was, we have built-in transition mechanisms, right? So as the ovaries began to decline in their production of estrogen, really the, uh, the um, adrenal glands are there to kind of compensate for that um, if they are healthy. And so if we take care of those adrenals um, leading up to and through menopause, then they're able to then produce hormones to kind of ease that, trans that decline in estrogen versus that stark decline. But unfortunately, many of us, especially us women who take on the world and uh, often don't say no and are pulled in a million different directions, our adrenals are shot by the time we reach menopause. And so they're not able to um, ease us into that. And we do have that sharp decline. And so in terms of what to do about it, um, there's lots of things we can do. But I think one is get enough sleep because sleep restores your adrenal balance and um, the second one I'll say is just, you know, eat well. Nutrition is so critical for nourishing the adrenals, C vitamins, B5 in particular, and folic acid. Fantastic. Thank you so much, because I know that's going to help someone. And already we have some questions. So let's go ahead and continue with our tips. And we're going on to you, Dr. Romini, Romonia. Romina. Romina, please. Um, tell us what your midlife mojo or your um, menopause mojo tip is. Sure. Um, I'd like to pin, pinpoint first the, the mindset, the importance of mindset. I think it's very important to uh, continue loving our body, to praise our body and our life. You know, the fact that we have come so far uh, in our developmental stage to, to be able to experience the wisdom of this stage. I think that's very important. Um, and secondly, I, I just uh, I want to say that it's important to be open to learn because there are so many techniques um, that are very, very practical and easy for everybody to learn. 
but they're super powerful in terms of balancing our body and overcoming any problems at any level, you know, whether it's physical, emotional, or mental, which most of the times they're all interconnected. Mm-hmm. And especially in, you know, in menopause, we see that all the time. So uh, specifically, I want to talk about acupressure. Acupressure is acupuncture without needles. So everybody can, can learn, you know, but these acupoints are very, very powerful and specific. So they have to be prescribed after a proper diagnosis is made. You can have your own, uh, you know, acupressure prescription that can help specifically your problem. So it's very different than, you know, general list of, you know, press on this point and that point. Um, to be really effective, you need to have your specific um, acupressure points and try work on them. They are super powerful to regulate the, uh, the blood circulation, to relieve the inflammation, to um, you know help with the pain if that's the case, or to just balance your mood and your hormones. And the, the, the way that they work is that when you are stimulating these points, you are sending a message to your central nervous system. You're sending a message to the brain to produce those hormones, those neurochemicals, neurotransmitters that are lacking at that stage, and to basically tell your body to regulate itself naturally. So it just has to be done in a proper way. Mm-hmm. And so that's basically my message to everybody to let the word out because I know a lot of people don't know about it. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I've heard of that before, but I've never heard it explained quite that way. So thank you. And I know there's going to be some people who are interested in finding out more about that. You're very welcome. And we're going to go next to Kelly. Hi, Kelly Page. Hi. I'm loving the tips already, but what I want to add is one of the big areas I work with women on is keeping their blood sugar balanced. So many people come to me about, you know, I'm eating the same, I'm exercising, why am I gaining this weight? And blood sugar can have a lot to do with it, specifically looking at cortisol and insulin, because those things change as we get older. And I kind of go look at it in two different approaches by one with the food that we're eating impacts our insulin and their stress levels impact our cortisol. So managing stress and managing what you put in your body can have huge, huge implications that you can do, you know, for free without prescriptions. And that's usually a first line of defense. I like to look at, all right, what are you eating? Because our food can just really impact our mood, our sleep, our hormones, everything. When we eat carbs or sugar, insulin comes on, grabs it, tries to take it into the cells, converts it into glucose, and ideally we use it as energy. Ideally it is used up and perfectly, it runs perfectly, but that doesn't always happen as we get older. We can get excess insulin in our system, and when it's sitting around in the blood, it can turn into fat, and that appears right around our belly. So managing how much refined carbs and sugars we're eating can have a huge impact on so much on your energy. And yeah, we all want a nice waistline, but we want to feel good. We want to think well. And so when we are eating the right nutritious foods, keeping our blood sugar balanced, we're going to feel better. We're going to look better and things are just going to operate differently. So 
I always say, you know, let's look at your food, eat nourishing foods, watch the refined carbs and sugars. And then from a stress standpoint, which I know we've talked about a little bit, just making sure we're finding time to be quiet, get some stillness, move into our body, out of our heads, and just be able to quiet things down. That will keep our cortisol levels at a good at a good level so that uh, our blood sugar doesn't spike again. So those two things will help do so much without having to go to a doctor or get a prescription. That's fantastic. It seems like such an obvious thing, but people don't really realize that our food truly is our medicine. So thank you for bringing that up because that is so important. And oh, let's see, who do we have here? Barbara. Yes. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Um, glad to be here. <clears throat> but I want to say ditto this to the other ladies because there's some of the similar things that, that we talk about and do as well. And I want to encourage the women that they know that going through menopause is not the end of their world. Uh, a lot of women get very upset and they feel like their life is ending. They're not going to be women anymore. They're not going to be attractive. <clears throat> Excuse me. But that's not the end. And as you mentioned before, when you're all finished, be sure to protect yourself before you are finished because you just might have that menopause baby as they call it. <laughs> and you don't want to go there if you don't want to go there, right? So anyway, um, when you finish, you don't have to worry about that pregnancy. It's also a time that we can renew our lives. Most of us, our children are growing up. Maybe they've already grown and are out of the household. And it's the time for you to start saying, gee, what do I want in life? Where am I? We start getting our mojo back. We had it before and now we've been nurturing everybody else. So now we are, okay, it's our turn. And so, <clears throat> I mean, I think about women in my age group. Um, we're doing lots of things that other women aren't, weren't doing years and years ago because we are healthier. We were doing the things that take care of ourselves. We've been learning about menopause. We were kind of the experiment, I think, for you girls that are little. <laughs> I don't know, Barbara. I think you and I are pretty close to the same age. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> so okay, no, we're not. I'm 63, but that's okay. It's all right. Wow, but, you look wonderful. Wonderful. I want to mention bioidentical hormones and another item, real quickly. Um, bioidentical hormones are not a bad thing. Um, Hormones that come from artificial things, yes, you can have a lot of complications from them, but these are molecularly designed and they exactly mimic our own in our body. They're compounded. Uh, they're not given indiscriminately. You have to have hormone evaluation from your blood, and some doctors use uh, uh, saliva, but we use blood. And um, it's evaluated and according to that your hormone rebalancing is done according to that and then it goes to a compounding pharmacy they make the prescription for you and you can either use it as a cream or you can have pellets inserted that last for three months but the side effects of the artificial hormones are not there so it's very safe i've been doing bioidentical hormones since i started menopause and I'm not going to stop. <laughs> they'll, they'll tell you that, you know, you'll be told, oh, you can't take hormones after you're 60 or something like that. Well, that's okay for some people, if it's, especially if it's artificial, but you can continue these as long as you want to take them and you're healthy. I know some of the physicians that um, I've learned from 
have women that are nearly 90. So they're healthy. It protects our heart, our brains, our bones, everything. Every cell in our body has some has hormones in it. So we have to protect that. And um, so I would say do all the natural things first. You know, you can do whatever is natural first. And then if that doesn't hit it for you or you're still having issues, then go on to rebalancing your hormones, perhaps. And, with and I'm glad you mentioned that, too, because everybody is different. Uh, because I take, you know, approach things holistically, I always encourage people to see what they can do holistically first before they go that route. But there's some people who go that route because the other things just weren't working or they didn't find the right combination. Or in some cases, they were just too miserable right. to do any more experimentation. And, and you don't want to be miserable and you don't have to be miserable. Right. I'm going to go to Krista and then one of our other experts just joined us. So I'm going to bring her on in just a second. But Krista, you're next. Thank you so much, Barbara. Hey, Krista. Okay, so I just want to say that we all have to be open about really what's going on with our body. And this is not a taboo subject anymore. And it shouldn't have been a taboo subject, you know, years ago anyway. Um, but I want to thank that I was able to see my older sister go through her menopause uh, era before it hit me. And I remember going, she lives in Phoenix. I remember going over to her house and it was in, it was November, like years, maybe about 10 years ago. And she had the air conditioner going and I'm thinking, what is wrong with her? Why do we have the air conditioner? On? <laughs> this is crazy. Um, and she would have air conditioner fans going on. And all of a sudden, I mean, she would go through this crazy hot flash. And I say crazy because I've personally experienced them myself now. And, you know, she, she told me, I, it's that, you know, it's that time. And I'm thinking that time. I knew, I knew a little bit about menopause, not too much, because I wasn't there yet. And so she would tell me, just wait, just wait. Okay. And then all of a sudden, she'd have this little, like, you know, little spurt of emotions. And they were good emotions. And then, like, emotions that, like, what is she thinking? What, what hit her brain that made her, like, flip out? <laughs> and that's his, you know, and I said, and I use the quote flip out because from somebody else's point of view, they see us as flipping out or our mood swings, but in reality, we can't help it. So the way I have learned to cope with the things that I have started to go through, I had my first, my first hot flash in October. How in the world did my body know that I was turning 49 in October? I don't know, but I had my <laughs> my first heat my first hot flash and i had this heat just overcome my body and i told my daughter who's almost 15 i think i just had my first hot flash and she's like what did it feel like i feel like if i had a fever and uh, and you know it went away thank god it went away and then i had another one a couple of weeks later the way i cope with it right now is we all joke about it we all joke about it and i you know i'm something that just had a hot flash I just this girl right here. I just had a hot flash, you know. My daughter's like rolling her eyes, but how I realistically have started to, um, you know, to deal with what's you know the changes going on in my body. Um, I really have to just like you know, doctor, how you said, um, having this positive mindset and and really just yeah, we have to be open about what's going on in our body. Um, I've actually surrounded myself with a group of women that have, they're not necessarily going through the same things that I'm going through, 
but um, ladies that I can go to, and I think that I can add you all now to my my inner circle, ladies that I can go to and say, hey, this is what I'm going through right now. Can you help me out? You know, this is what I'm experiencing. What do you think I should do? Um, and just recently, I've become the expert too in providing solutions um, for things that we are going through. Um, again, making changes in dietary habits. And I, I think that's wonderful. It's wonderful that, you know, it's wonderful that you have that you have that support system, and I'm glad you're talking about it because I wanted someone to come on that's recently started what they're going through. Because sometimes people, feel, you know, when they listen to the experts, like, yeah, but you haven't experienced what I'm experiencing. But it's good to talk about it, and it's good to have a tribe surrounding you, whether you've actually started or not. Um, I can remember one time um, back in the days, my closest friends were about ten years older than I was. So when I was in my 20s and they were in their 30s, that was really cool because I was in my 20s and I had friends that were in my 30s, okay? When I got in my 30s and they were in their 40s, it wasn't that cool anymore because we would go like Christmas shopping or whatever and it would be in my van because by that time I was I had young kids and all their kids were teenagers at home and didn't hang out with their moms, but my kids did. So they would be sitting um, and, you know, in between the car seats and all that kind of stuff and there would be this big argument about rolling down the windows, you know? <laughs> Roll the windows. about 15 years later we were all together at a wedding of uh, my goddaughters and they were fine because they're just about the tail end of it and i was just starting it and they teased me so bad remember the windows now you know what i'm talking about <laughs> so i'm glad you're here to share and um i think it's an idea of what it is to, you know since you're currently going through it now we have another expert i'm going to bring her on and ask that she introduce herself let's see Okay, I see you. you um, I don't see your um, picture here. Okay, I think she is having, I'm going to take her down. I think she's having a signal problem. Okay, we'll have to see if we can bring her on a little bit later. Um, I'm so sorry for having that signal problem. So you all have given tips on things that we could do. Now, here is a question from the audience, and I would like you to each, um, you know, take a look at it and see whoever wants to answer it first, raise your hand so we're not talking over each other. But here's the question. And the question is, do you all experience foggy brain even when even with good sleep, excellent nutrition, exercise, and low stress, and lots of water. Yes, Erin. I'd say the first thing when I saw that question that I thought of is I'd have a million questions, right? I'd want to know, well, what is it that you're eating? What's your diet? Because there isn't a one-size-fits-all approach, especially as we later in life to what healthy means. You may have to make some adjustments specific to your health profile. Um, and, um, and also, like, uh, as I mentioned earlier, because when we get older, our bodies are tired in a lot of ways. If we have years of maybe, you know, poorly managed, um, poor sleep or not eating well, that can catch up to us. So it may, you might need a little bit more, right? It might be supplementation. Um, you might need some labs done that can help you determine, are your adrenal fatigue? Is your thyroid fatigue? Do you have insulin resistance? So I'd want to know a little bit more, right? Because to pick up the layers um, so that you can figure out specifically what's the root cause of continuing to have challenges despite those changes. Okay, fantastic. And um, Dr. Sorry, I can't hear you. Oh, you can't hear me? Can you hear me now? It's better, I think. 
Okay. I was asking, uh, what would you say in terms of this question? Do all experience foggy brain, even with good sleep, excellent, excellent nutrition, exercise, and low stress, and lots of water? Yes, I have to uh, completely agree with Erin because, you know, sometimes we think that we eat right because, you know, by the book, some, you know, we think that, you know, I'm eating all the healthy foods, but maybe those things are not necessarily beneficial for the person at that stage. So that's why we need to really uh, look into what's going on because a lot of times I see that. Um, so um, it's important to ask the opinion of, uh, of an expert, I would say in this case, to really see what's going on and things that we believe that are right for us are really good for us at this particular stage. So that's something that I would like to say. Yes, Kelly. I was just gonna add one other thing. I 100% agree with what both of the other ladies just said. And I know one thing um, my coaching clients have seen a big benefit from, and I don't know if this is gonna be your case, but is eating healthy fats for brain health. I know as when we get into midlife and we get that weight gain, we're like, ooh, no fats for me. That's how I'm gonna gain weight from it. But our brain is made up of 60% fat. We need to feed it what it is made of. And um, of course, I'm talking healthy fats and avocados and nuts. And I'm also a personal proponent of animal fats. Um, all of those things are great for hormones, for brain clarity. But again, work with the doctor to make sure there's nothing else off. But I have had a lot of coaching clients really um, see a lot of benefit of uh, brain clarity with uh, an increase in healthy fats. You know, you're absolutely right about the healthy fats. Omega-3 is really important because of the brain. But I have to say, for years, I've been basically a vegetarian. And um, towards the tail end of my menopause, I felt the need to eat um, turkey. Now, as I mentioned before, I had an anxiety disorder. I would get a craving for turkey, which was really strange. I usually only eat it once a year. And, and, and then maybe sometimes not even then since I was a vegetarian. But because that tripotin, which is in the turkey, uh, helps a lot with the feeling of anxiety. And I would always get a craving. And lots of times your bodies will tell you what you need. I'm not talking about if you get a craving for cookies and crackers and potato chips. I ain't talking about that. <laughs> if you get a craving for something that you know is normally good for you, but you don't normally eat it, uh, you probably want to listen to that because your body's telling you that there's a deficiency somewhere and you need to check in. I think during this stage of life, and, and let me know you all if, if you agree, uh, during this week of life, listening to your body is so important. Right. Right. Let me see. I think I can unmute. I'm trying to unmute uh, Krista. Oh. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Uh, would you agree with that? Absolutely. I definitely do agree with that. Absolutely, I do. Um, I am going to add in that, um, of course, you do have to evaluate and get, you know, um, an expert's opinion on what... Um, you're going through, but I know that um, adding in the omega-3s has helped me personally also, um, and I'm not a big fish eater, but I had to find those, you know, the omega-3s to start, you know, with the brain activity, um, and with with the, um, I mean, with, with, that, with that foggy brain, it's just it's it's one thing that leads to leads to another foggy brain. Why do you have a foggy brain? Probably because you're sleepy. And why do you have the weight the the weight gain? 
um, in addition to everything else that's going on, probably because our, our stress level is high. So it's right. kind of like a domino, it's a domino effect. So once we start taking care of one thing, it's just gonna help with our overall health in general, I think. I'm gonna mute your mics. Thank you, Chris. I'm gonna mute your mics for a minute. I'm gonna try to bring on Dr. Shari. Okay, Dr. Shari, there you are. Unmute your mic. Thank you, I'm glad you can make it. I am asking everyone, Dr. Shari, can you hear me? Let me unmute your mic, okay. There you go. I am asking, okay, welcome. I'm glad you could make it. I am asking uh, Dr. Sherry for everyone to introduce themselves briefly about a little bit about your background and um, what would you do. And then the question is, what is maybe your number one favorite tip when it comes to uh, helping a woman maintain their menopause mojo? My name is Dr. Sherry. I'm a doctor of traditional naturopathy holistic health counselor and certified yoga therapist i help middle-aged women and you know this is a common problem and most of the women you know complain about hormonal imbalance so what i suggest my approach is holistic and holistic health is about uh, body mind emotions so um, my solutions include uh, diet you know how to change their diet and how to uh, follow the healthy lifestyle and um, vitamins sometimes you know vitamin deficiency could be the cause of the problem uh, the i teach them you know since i'm a yoga therapist i teach them some of the yoga postures and some of the healing exercise that helps them to uh, reduce the symptoms and help the hormonal balance um, relaxation meditation you know it helps to balance the stress reduce an anxiety depression so these are uh, actually my main concentration and my approach is holistic i do my best to consider everything physical mental emotional aspect of health thank you so much dr sherry and you're absolutely right taking a holistic approach um, initially to whatever you might be feeling in terms of, uh, of menopause is important. Now, here's my other question. Uh, what are some of the most outrageous symptoms that you've ever heard of? And people thought it was probably something else and then they discovered it was menopause. And I'm going to um, raise your hand who has a question that can answer that. They've worked with someone and their symptom was like, what? And it was menopause. Okay, Dr. Shari, I'm going to go to you. I'm going to unmute everybody's mic muted because of some of the background noise and also let me just say for those of you who are listening if you have any questions now is the time everybody was asking questions in the group last week so now is the time you ask for it and here they are six experts in the field of menopausal mojo or actually in the field of helping you get through menopause so dr shari tell us what's one of the most strangest uh symptoms that you heard of that was actually tied to menopause you know Fatigue, feeling fatigue, lack of energy uh, is one of the main concern, you know. Uh, so they come and say, I don't know why I have low energy. I'm, uh, even though I take supplements, you know, uh, I, uh, still, I'm still suffering uh, fatigue, lack of energy. So I have the solutions, actually. I mm, believe lifestyle matters a lot. So. They need to concentrate on what they eat and change their diet and uh, consider the holistic health approach. So 
it is effective once they take action and have persistence and patience to practice it. Mm. You know, it's important to practice what you learn. So that is that's true. And a lot of the things from a holistic standpoint may not take impact immediately. And sometimes people get impatient with that. And, you know, I always say, you know, it took your body a while to get to this point. So it might take your body a little bit while to respond to the things that you're doing to help it to feel better. And that reminds me of something else. Um, I just got a text from someone and they mentioned, I mentioned it earlier, but I want to talk about this. They said, have you ever heard of something called menopausal anxiety? And we were just talking about that. <laughs> so who would like to respond to that? Just raise your hands. I can unmute you. Okay, Krista. And um, was it, I think I saw somebody. Oh, Krista, go ahead. So um, I didn't realize that it was that I was going through menopause either until I had that first hot flash. And then um, I, I did. I started feeling the anxiety. My heart was racing and there was absolutely nothing going on. Sitting down on the couch, heart was racing. And I don't even remember what I was thinking about. And I thought, how is this? How is this happening? Um, even waking up in the middle of the night with my heart pounding, you know, it must have been a really crazy dream or <laughs> menopause anxiety. And really, there's just one thing that I had to do at that moment was just it was a breathing exercise. Just breathing in, just breathing in through the nose, just like when I am, you know, giving instruction, you know, in a group fitness class. Breathing in through my nose and out through out through my mouth, and that's that's all it was, and just calming myself, calming myself down, because there's not much that you can really do when you wake up in the middle of the night, you know, your heart pounding. Yes, Erin. I was going to say, um, I this is one of the first symptoms I had um, when I started going through the change, and I didn't understand what it was. I'd never experienced an anxiety attack before, and for me. It was directly related to the non-estrogen imbalance in hormones for me, which is why I talk so much about it, because we don't learn as much about it. Um, it was being stressed out. My peri my um, progesterone was in the toilet and my testosterone was in the toilet. My DHA ultimately was in the toilet because my adrenals just could not keep up. And so it created a domino effect where the, the anxiety would take hold. And so I had to like support my adrenal glands. I had to change some things about my diet because there was a direct correlation between the microbiome and the gut and adrenal functioning. And then like all these other like uh, chain reactions. I had to think about insulin, as Kelly mentioned earlier. And how that was influencing it. And then the last thing I had to work on was my liver. My liver was also going haywire because the liver's job is to purge the excess cortisol from right. the breast and the, you know, and all those other things. And when it can't get rid of those excess hormones, you're going to feel not so great. So that three-pronged approach for me is what helps with the anxiety, the liver, addressing the gut microbiome, um, and then uh, working on those adrenals again. Thank you so much for uh, talking about that because that health is really uh, important when it comes to our overall emotions. I saw you uh, shaking your head quite a bit, uh, doctor. Uh, what were you thinking in terms of um, menopausal anxiety? Yes, definitely. I would think um, I, I, um, I just want to mention something um, extra in terms of uh, the, the breathing and definitely um, that when these anxiety attacks are ha happening, learning how to breathe uh, from the diaphragm, that's what we call it, um, you know, vagal breathing or diaphragm uh, breathing, helps to 
control it um, on the spot and also to maintain this, uh, you know, to balance your body so that you won't experience the anxiety again would be to, uh, for me to, uh, to teach and also to practice myself to help with my energy. You know, circulating your energy, knowing about your, um, I call it energetic anatomy on top of physical anatomy is very important. So when you know how to circulate your energy, how to direct the energy to, in this case, when you have anxiety, you have either so much, uh, you know, activity in your brain, so the upper part of your body, right? So when you know how to direct that, uh, towards the proper channel and like feed and support the bottom part of your body, you will see right away you feel calm and just everything subsides. So it's just a matter of knowing these techniques and applying it um, every day. You will see the benefit and it happens to me and I'm doing it and I see the results every day. So that's something that I definitely very passionate because I know it's so glad you I'm so glad you mentioned that I have to say that as a, I feel like I'm an, I am an expert when it comes to anxiety in particular menopausal anxiety but there's one thing that I think that a lot of women do not realize that when you first wake up in the morning you have a that's when your hormonal imbalances are really raging when you first wake up and cortisol in particular is one and if you are already stressed out for you know other things that are going in your life in terms of your overall life and then you're going to menopause as well it's like a double whammy of that cortisol and one thing that i learned was to have movement right away first thing in the morning you know and i thought i was doing this i get up i do this i do that then i go for a walk i when i get up still even though my menopausal anxiety is it, I'm, I'm pretty much out of menopause i think i mean if it ends i think i'm over but um i, I do yoga sauna right next to my bed every morning you know, my husband's like, oh, God, you have to do this. I don't care. That's what, because before that, before I was really willing to deal with what was going on with me, I would drink a cup of coffee. And it would chase that feeling away. But that was symptoms, not causation. When I start moving, and that's when I really begin to see a major difference in my, in my body. So I just want to mention that movement is key. First thing in the morning really helps. Um, okay, here's another question here. It, well, actually, it's a statement. And tell me what you all think about this. And then raise your hand. It says, I tell you what, my menopause has been greatly relieved because I use the endocannabinoid diet and I use, and I utilize cannabinoids. What are your thoughts about that? Well, um, I, I can understand that totally because endocannabinoids or external cannabinoids are needed basically when the endocannabinoids inside like the endogenous cannabinoids are not balanced. So um, in many cases, I would say yes, if there is a deficiency, then that external cannabinoids can be helpful. However, um, we need to know the percentage uh, of uh, the type of cannabinoids you're using, you know, the THC and CBD is important to know in which case you want more THC maybe, in which case you don't want to have THC and you want to have a high concentration of CBD. So, but I can understand that definitely in some cases. Yes. And I think it goes back a little bit, Linus, to what you were saying of listening to your own body's intuition. It sounds like 
this person who he's writing in is feels really good taking that. So you should continue it, but also maybe just check in. And when it doesn't feel good or you're feeling a little more off balance, that's time to regroup again. So really important to stay in tune with your body and check in with how you're feeling after you eat, after you exercise in the morning, when you wake up, what is serving you best when you wake up? That sort of thing. That we have another, somebody texted me a question and they, <laughs> they said, okay, let's talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> I didn't hear you. What was it? And they said, Sorry? okay, let's talk, let's talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> okay, Barbara, the question was, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Wait, game. Waking, okay, that's <laughs> and I, uh, and before I turn over to you, I'll, I'll tell you that literally I went to bed weighing one thing, and I swear to you, I woke up the next day weighing something totally different. And I was like, What the heck? So it, it does seem to hit you all at once, and maybe I was in denial. If either way it goes, it just hit me off, and that was probably the worst thing about it, but also the best thing because I was always underweight, so I finally had tatas and hips. It really wasn't that bad, but it was very scary because I woke up and I was like, whoa, a different person. So what's going on with the weight gain? Who'd like to go first and answer that question? I'm happy to. Go ahead, Kelly. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things at play. Um, our metabolism is slowing. Um, our digestive enzymes are decreasing, so we don't process the food. And I was uh, talking about this a bit in the beginning about how we become more insulin resistant. And that is so huge because if the insulin isn't getting the food that we're eating into the cells to use for energy, we're not burning it off, which means we're storing it as fat. And you simply cannot lose weight when you have insulin floating around your body. You just can't, it's not possible. So I always say, let's look at our insulin levels, what we can do. And I never like to put anything into a bad group. This is a bad food, but I will say that carbs are harder for us to process as we get older. It is just simply harder for our bodies to break down. Doesn't mean you need to be on a no carb diet, but just make sure they're not the processed refined carbs, the refined sugars. Those are the things that really slow us down and can get stuck in the bloodstream and turn into fat. And it goes right around the middle. That's where it goes. They call it the midlife middle, which is kind of rude, but it is what it is. But it is possible, and it goes back to that just eating really nutritious food, food that looks like food, protein, a healthy fat, and, you know, I like non-starchy vegetables. I think that makes a really good clean plate and will keep you full of energy. Any other call? Yes, Erin. Oh, wait, let me unmute your mic. Okay, there you go. 100% underscore everything Kelly just shared. Um, and something else I was thinking about was um, whenever I have someone comes to me with like a stubborn weight loss, um, I always ask questions around stress. <laughs> we keep going back to that, I know. And also how long they've had hormonal imbalances. Because again, if the liver, which I consider the liver to be like one of the crown jewels of organs with a lot of these things, if it can't keep up with the demand of the cortisol it's trying to clear out of the body, um, and you have other hormones that are also out of whack um, and insulin resistance, it's just going to shove that stuff into fat cells. But to protect you, it's going to keep it there. 
So no matter what you do, it's not going to release it because it's a protective mechanism because as soon as it releases those things, it needs to be able to get them out. They're toxic. And if the liver knows it can't do it, it's not going to do that. So I think it should even underscores an even more important reason to under like be aware of the underlying hormonal balances that might exist outside of estrogen, for example, appreciating how stress can exacerbate that and really um, beefing up the liver's ability to keep up with the extra demand that we have on it as we get older by doing all the things that Kelly just said. Now, I know detoxification of the liver is important. I want to come back to that. But um, uh, Barbara, you were going to say something? Right. I agree 100% with everything. But one, one of the simple things, too, is if we're not sleeping and getting adequate sleep, it will increase weight loss. I mean, weight gain, not loss. I wish it was mm -hmm. weight loss. <laughs> but anyway, um, weight gain. And so we need to address that. And even sometimes we think we're sleeping well, but if we're having a little underlying um, hot flashes in the night, we may not even wake up enough to be aware of it. And so we go back to sleep, but we're not sleeping soundly. And so we need to address that part of it too. And look at everything. What are we eating before we go to bed? Are we balanced before we go to sleep? Are we balanced during the rest of the time? You know, and sometimes you have to get some uh, professional help for it, but sleep is really important with that whole everything else. And oh, I, I was trying to unmute your mic, Krista. Can you unmute your mic? Yes. All right. I 100% agree with everything. I really do want to stress on, on the sleep um, because, I mean, when I am talking with a, either a personal client or somebody that I'm helping with, you know, our, our health and, with my health and wellness company, I do have to ask them, do you feel like if you are under stress um, and just about what, 99% of us are under stress? Are you, do you feel like you're getting enough sleep? How many hours of sleep do you get? Do you wake up in the middle of the night? So sleep is extremely important um, to getting rid of that extra weight gain, especially in that midsection. Um, and usually when we have that midsection weight gain, it's because our cortisol level is high. And it's okay to go to um, solutions that are plant-based. It's it's okay. It's okay to ask for help in that in that way. So yes, exactly. If we're not getting enough sleep, it's gonna be really rough to get rid of that extra weight that we're carrying. Now, here's a, um, another, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, doctor. Let me see. Let me, let me unmute you. Go ahead. Uh, sorry, I just want to add one more thing is that sometimes, and most of the times, I must say, uh, in menopause, this weight gain is actually uh, a water retention. It's not fat. It's just water. It's a disruption mm -hmm. in, the, in water metabolism. So you are absorbing water. And you are not, basically the circulation is not working properly. And you feel bloating all the time, you know? No matter what you eat, even yeah. if you drink, um, I don't know, you drink water, you feel bloated or uh, healthy food. No matter what you do, you feel bloated and heavy. And uh, a lot of times I see that as just an accumulation of water. And there is a way to improve the water metabolism so that you don't actually absorb. And this water that is stagnant, it doesn't circulate properly in the body, makes you feel that you gain weight, but it's actually not fat and it's just water. So, so um, how do you get rid of water? So, um, you know, back to what I was saying about acupressure, you won't believe how fast 
it's working. When you know what points to press to actually force your body to regulate itself because it speeds up the energy and everything starts moving properly. And you will see that, you know, your basically your, your kidneys are functioning uh, better. And so you are, you know, everything is just moving the way it's supposed to be. So as we age, all of these circulations tend to be slower. And we just need a little bit of help to address everything and put basically everything in order. So I just wanted to add that to, to everything that uh, other experts well, thank you. Now, I have some uh, quick questions, uh, and I basically they're just uh, I'm going to phrase them as yes or no questions, and I'm muting everybody's mic, and to just kind of go around and, and see is this a yes or no question? Coffee, yes or no? No. Sorry. It depends. Coffee, but... Yes or no? <laughs> Should you drink coffee? Yes or no? Yes. Drink coffee? Yes. <laughs> Yes, I would say if it doesn't bother you, you know, to, some people cannot have coffee, but if it's something that doesn't bother you, I would say one cup of coffee. Why not? Erin okay. uh, is like, no. <laughs> you said yes or no only. I, if the, the context was it depends, but since most, a good portion of the symptoms of menopause are related to right. thyroid imbalance, that means coffee is very likely to exacerbate that because of the caffeine. That's the last thing you need. Mm -hmm high cortisol and or mm -hmm. so I think most of the time it's probably not a great thing unless you're on some other sort of support and getting on the road and being balanced okay and Kelly or Barbara I don't drink it myself um, for me I'm all about stable and caffeine if you need it there's something off I always just want to I'm a purist I want to see what's happening but that said I would never tell someone you can never have it but if you're going to have it before noon don't have it later in the day it might affect your right. sleep and Barbara? Yeah. Um, coffee, if you tolerate it, okay. Okay. But it does stimulate and put you out of balance. Okay. All right. What about uh, sex? Yes or no? Is sex good <laughs> after? Yes. <laughs> that question again. Should we be having it or should not? Is it good? Yes or no? It's always good. Okay. <laughs> it's always good thing. All right. Sure. So Yes. It's a great stress reliever. You get a great cortisol flush when yeah. you have an orgasm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No. Stimulates the hormones that okay, okay. That and you can always get a partner. It's okay. And <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Absolutely. And what about exercise? Yes or no? Yes. 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 Also, within reason, if you have stress, then you don't want to overdo it and make it worse. But yeah. Yes, I want to of exercise. Yes, and I want to put in your strength training, which is super important as we age. Super, lifting weights, doing resistant training, resistant dance, super important. Uh, and actually, Pilates can help if you don't want to do that. Some people are worried about bulking up, you know, but that's really, believe me, you probably won't have to worry about this since you're in the process of losing muscle mass. So, you know, it's, it's, it's for your bone health, and it's a great way to get those happy hormones going. It's good cardio. Okay, what about detox? Yes or no? Should we detox during this whole process? Yes. Yes. Gently. I'm yes. not a huge fan of uh, don't eat anything for seven days and, you know, detox, but gently nourish yes. your body, do it wisely. Right. I underscore that. I think the, the way detox is defined is so broad. Um, I'm more a fan of supporting your body's own systems of elimination and detox, yeah. um, you know, liver, large intestine, skin, and all that. Okay. okay. And what about, um, 
the idea of intermittent fasting or any kind of fasting. It seems to be a lot of people are talking about that right now. Um, you have to be more careful as you are older. Okay. But uh, say someone over 65 or 70, it's a lot more critical to be careful with that. But you can do some intermittent meaning like long periods of time. So maybe 16 hours, but you're not going to want to do days of fasting or a day of fasting. But um, it does help. It does help. With, they've proven it does help with weight loss. Yeah. And I, go ahead. I believe, I'm sorry. I believe that intermittent, or I've actually researched myself, intermittent fasting will definitely throw us in a hormone imbalance, us as women. We cannot fast the way men fast. So I've, I've researched for my own self, um, intermittent fasting every other day is more beneficial than intermittent or fasting every day. I'm right. glad that you agree with that. So we yeah. cannot okay, fast. Totally agree. That makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. Okay. Here's, here's the next question. Uh, what's the youngest age that someone might start menopause? It could be as early in the thirties sometimes. 30s. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. I was in my I was in my late thirties when I started perimenopause. Um, yeah. But it can be very early. Right. Yeah. And if you um, had surgery um, and had your ovaries removed, it can be at that time immediate. Which okay. And if, what about the the span of time? Is it five years, ten years, twenty years? It varies with the person. I would say. Um, I know women in their 80s that still occasionally have hot flashes. Oh, please so, don't tell me that, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and occasionally I'll have a hot flash. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, we're yep, every but the definition of menopause is one year of no periods. So, that typically happens at 51, 52, but, yeah, yeah. you know, not everyone is typical. So, uh, you know, and, you know, even if you're not bleeding, you can still, you're still cycling some hormones. Mm -hmm. You still may feel some difference and some changes going on throughout the weeks and the months. Here's something that someone's commenting, and this is our last comment before we sign off. It said, it is good to chat about menopause, as my mom's generation never did. I use a wearable frequency device to alleviate my symptoms, which is amazing. I understand CBD oil is also a great help. Yeah, I love that. First of all, I think we're, we're talking to somebody maybe either from the United Kingdom or she's actually in the, in the UK. I'm not quite sure because she said mom. <laughs> Here's the wonderful thing about the Wellness Woman Group, which is where we're streaming to as well as some other groups. There are women representative from 88 different countries in this group. So thank you. I'm so glad we've had such a diverse group of women. Erin, uh, uh, Dr. Uh, boy, Romania. No. Romania. Romina, I'm going to get that right. Okay. So Aaron, Dr. Romina, uh, Kelly, Barbara, and Krista, thank you so much for being willing to come in and share your expertise. It's wonderful. And let's start with Aaron. For people who want to find out more about what you do, Aaron, where should they go? You can visit me at my website at bodylovewellness.net um, or either one of my uh, social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. Check me out. Send me a DM. I'd love to chat. Okay. And Dr. What about you? Sure, you can reach me on my Facebook or Instagram page, and um, yeah, just send me a direct message. That's the easiest way. Okay, and Kelly? I'm at uh, tastingpage.com. I have a health and wellness website with lots of free recipes, too, and health and wellness inspiration, and Facebook and Instagram as well. 
Fantastic. And what about you, Barbara McClure? I'm at adefinedimage.com. Okay. And Krista? You can go to my Facebook page, Krista Barcelo Sanchez, or if you want to visit my website, it is kristabsanchez.itworks.com. We're a plant-based health and wellness company. Fantastic. Ladies, thank you so much for sharing. And I want to tell everybody who's listening and everybody who happens to be uh, looking, whether you're listening now or you're looking at the webcast or listening to the podcast, for those of you who do not belong to the Wellness Woman Group, you need to come on over and look at these fabulous women who belong to the Wellness Woman Group. And I also want to invite you to also join the Vibe Series Group. The Vibe Series Group is all about my group coaching program that helps women to be well in their mind, body, and spirit. I'll tell you a little bit more about that in the commercial I'm going to show in just a second. But thank you again, ladies, so much for being willing and being able. We're going to do this again real soon. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank, you, Thank you. Bye. you. You've gotten to that point in your 40s and over 40s, you really begin to think, okay, I know there's more out there that I need to be doing, but where do I start? So many of the things that we'll be talking about um, in each of the programs are based upon things that we ourselves have experienced in our lives. If you're ready to vibe, if you're ready to make some changes and need a little help, a little push and extra information, inspiration, motivation to get you to where you want to be in 2021, just go to Facebook and type into the search bar, Vibe Series Group, and join us. Thank you for listening to the Vibe Living Podcast. Please feel free to download, rate, share, and like the show. To find out more about living a vibe life, go to my website at wellnesswoman40.com or email me at vibelivingpodcast at gmail.com. Have a fantastic day and don't forget to vibe.